0: Amen, so good to be back, finally at home. You know, I don't know about you, but we are really blessed as a group of people, especially when you are in the nation of Singapore. Amen, everything is so efficient here. I was so surprised, you know, uh, very thankful about, you know, I better not complain. You know, especially when we're talking about the traffic in Singapore, it's not as bad as in Philippines, my goodness. You know, I can lose my Holy Ghost there. Uh, but, but at the same time, you know, we are so glad to be back uh, And I've been really studying a lot, you know I thank God that, you know, I have a moment to study the Word of God I studied the whole entire New Testament survey And I love the New Testament How many of you love the Word of God? I found a new passion back in studying God's Word Amen You know you can lose that skill Gotta pause for a moment, be refreshed, disconnect Amen. I got a good wife to take care of me. Everybody say praise the, praise the Lord. I was very thankful that she didn't get COVID. Amen. Praise God. So again, it uh, wasn't that bad. Uh, had a lot of our brothers and sisters taking care of us, cooking meals, have meals for us, and very thankful about that. And I think one of the most exciting things, you maybe see that, you know, uh, then we will stand again. If the, I think one of the most exciting things is that, you know, three years ago, uh, we were working with this church, uh, Passe Apostolic Pentecostal. Okay. Uh, Pastor is Brother Sereno. Some of you met Brother Sereno. Right? And he has an open door for them to share the gospel in the call center. We talk about that. Many of those people that we ministered to, we started off by teaching real colors and prayed many of those people through the Holy Ghost. Everybody say praise the Lord. And uh, three years later, those people that I prayed for, are teaching home Bible studies into that group you know they are exploding they are exploding that they have to have a full-time home Bible study teacher okay they are exploding to the fact that you know uh, they need more UTB teachers than they have so much students okay we were there and we saw all these new people and then they say that oh 50% of this call center people have gone through a home Bible study and they have responded to the new birth experience. And not only that, some of those people that you prayed three years ago, now they are teaching home Bible studies, amen. And they were just exploding and they were telling us, I'm exploding. Uh, uh, let me tell you what's happening. Oh, we just bought another property because we cannot hold everybody. I was real excited. Folks, it's happening. Amen. We all look very tired. Amen. I say it's happening. You know, the Bible says a good report make the bones, make the bones fat. Amen. I'm glad that it doesn't make me fat, but my bones are fat. Why? Because it just strengthens me you know, to hear those good reports, you know, shaking hands. And then all of them were so very kind. And then we went to other groups of churches, uh, you know, encouraging. And one of the things that I want to talk to you today about is that uh, I've noticed you know, there are two things that we as Christians need to learn how to say more and more. Number one is the word no. N-O, no. And the second word is, thank you. Nobody owes us a living. You know, we have this myth. I only respect people that they have to earn their respect. That's not biblical. I respect the one person that comes and do the dishes, you know, and uh, serve me. I say thank you. You know, you don't. I I don't know that person, but I think he's worthy of respect because you know what he's made in God's image. Amen. 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 I think respect is a very important thing that 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 we're going to be talking about. And 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 as we walk and minister to people, I I see more and more people that are are, are burnt out. They they have mental health issues, and guess who's the cause of it? Especially when we talk about people, the pastors burning out, crying, taking all kinds of drugs because they're dealing with depression. I say, why are you going through such a state? And when we talk to them, we realise one thing. They don't know how to say no. Hello? Everybody say praise God. (laughs) Today I want to talk to you about something that I know when I say this, everybody will like, ah, oh, sounds so bad there. Okay. But it's so needed in the ministry. It's so needed when you talk about relationships around you because relationships are messy. Thank you for that overwhelming response. I mean, relationships are messy. I mean, if you read the scripture, he says that if you don't want problem, don't get married. <laughs> I mean When you deal with people It's messy uh, I, I was talking to a pastor He said that Pastor, you know this, this, this family invited me to the house To solve some issues Okay So the pastor went over to the home And, and, and sought out And then said Okay, let's be honest here Let's be transparent And then one of the girls shouted You raped me Told the father You raped me And the father goes like Huh oh. How can you say that? And then, lo and behold, it just exploded. And then another sister stood up and said, you also raped me. And then lo and behold, the pastor don't know what to do. He was not expecting this. And then at the end of the day, they couldn't settle anything. And then next day, they called the pastor, you are the one that caused this problem. You stir up the hornet's nest. Like what? Huh? Like that also can. <laughs> Hello? You go there to help them, you end up to be the person that is the problem. I'm telling you, relationships are messy. Hello? You know, there are times when I walk into a, a situation in a family and I see the dynamics and, and the culture of the family is so weird. Have you ever gone into a family like, Huh? My goodness. What's coming out from the wife's mouth? What's coming out of the husband' mouth? There's no respect. They have lost respect for each other. And, and again, I, I want to say this again. You are dealing with humanity and sometimes, humanities are messy. Hello? Come on, can you acknowledge that you are messy? Sometimes, I have good days. Sometimes, you know, I, I understand why Jabez' prayer says that, that I may not cause pain. Because sometimes if we do not put boundaries in our relationship and respect each other, we can cross to this toxicity. Amen. That I can become toxic. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. All of us have the ability to be toxic. Hello? And this lesson is to help us recognize toxicity in me and also when the time comes when I need to walk away. Everybody say praise the Lord. I've been reading a good book. I recommend it. Every parent must read it. When to Walk Away by Gary Thomas. It's an incredible book. It helps me in my relationship with our children to put proper boundaries so that it's healthy enough that when they go to the working force, they will discern whether the boss is overbearing. And they will have the self-respect to say no. Hello? Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, I do not want my children to be beaten up by people and then bailed at the end of the day. It's not worth it at all. Sometimes I just say, it's not your fault. The boss is just unreasonable, especially during the pandemic. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Sometimes you just don't need to pick up the phone and say no. <laughs> everybody say praise the Lord. Again, The first community was messy. Adam and Eve, messy. The family of Adam and Eve, messy. And sometimes people talk as if that having relationship with each other is a cure-all. But i got to be real honest with you. Authentic relationships are messy. I'm talking about not fluffy, superficial. I'm talking about that. First, it comes the honeymoon. Everybody say honeymoon. Everybody love honeymoon. After you finish that honeymoon stage, guess what happened? You hit conflict. Amen. After you hit conflict, guess what's the next stage? If you deal with it biblically, Christ-like, you will hit this stage called community. Amen. So everybody say, praise the Lord. Look at your neighbour and say, Pastor is back. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I love this scripture that is found in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 4. Oh, I love this scripture. It says this, where there are no oxen, the manger is empty. But from the strength of an ox comes abundant harvest. Okay? The modern translator says this, if there is no ox, no dung. The more powerful you get, the bigger the church gets. Guess what happened? There's going to be more problems. Everybody say, Amen. Come on, knock to your neighbor or wake them up a little bit. Amen. Say, uh, you know, that is so true. You know, and again, uh, let me say this. Communities, is going to be messy. And, and if you want to experience them, you have to pay a significant price. A price that could cost us your blood, sweat and energy. Amen. Community is messy. It always has been. Messy community is not the exception to the rule. It is the rule. (laughs) I say again, it is the rule. And just because it's messy doesn't mean (laughs) everything is bad. Amen. I mean, I'm going to be a grandfather real soon and I'm excited about that. But guess what? I'm also getting ready because it's going to be messy. I, I won't have that nice sleep no more. I mean, if, I, if the baby comes over, you know, everything will be oriented to the baby. You know, some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you used to have nice living rooms. Now your living room looks like a school. <laughs> Everybody say praise God. Again, you know, like what I say, the good news is that mess, when engaged rightly, can be the very thing that brings what we most want in groups, community, and growth. Amen. Come on, everybody, say praise the Lord. Again, you know, sometimes mess is a byproduct of growth. Even when things are working properly, there will still be a messy byproduct. If a car is working correctly, there's going to be oil on the floor. You can't stop it. Amen. Amen. Mess happens. It caused people to grow as a result. Mess means that change is happening. Yes. Amen. It's right around the corner. Sometimes struggles means fight and growth. Amen. And, and, and some of you are looking at me today and say, Pastor, I hope you're going to have a solution for this. Let me tell you one thing. There's no one, one size fits it all. Life is an experiment. Sometimes it works on one child. It may not work on the other child. Everybody say, Amen. You go back to the drawing board and try again. Amen. Sometimes you wonder, the food I cook, how come never eat? Are you saying that my food is so bad that I cannot eat? But then the other kid eat that food. Like. What's going on? Every child is different. And, and I, I, I'm here to tell you, I'm going to give you some principles, but, but at the same time, you know, we all live with different contexts. We all live with different values. We all live in different family structures. Some, you may have more of a dominant father. You may have more of a dominant mother. So, so with that in mind, you, you cannot, when you deal with relationships, you cannot say, one size fits it all. Everybody say, praise God. <laughs> Again, I've seen leaders, I've seen UTB teachers beat themselves up because the UTB students did not respond to the word of the Lord. And they condemn themselves teaching one Bible study after another Bible study and after another Bible study. And then they think, I must be a bad Bible study teacher. Could it be that someone is rejecting truth? Maybe you did not do anything wrong. I mean, did you ever notice, right, when Jesus was in the ministry, okay, Jesus was walking on earth. God manifests in flesh, the anointed one, the one that created the universe, the one that spoke the world into existence, the one that spoke and healing can just happen like that. You know, you would think that if somebody is charismatic as Jesus, anointed as him, that it's very hard to say no. But guess what? When you read the scripture, people still say no. You know why the Bible says, says they love darkness more than they love light? Stop beating yourself up. It is not the will of God. Everybody say praise God. You know, I'm going to be sharing some pointers here today with you. But but let me say this, right? Uh, you know, again, we got to be very careful in your homes how you treat each other because familiarity breeds contempt. Treat Wives treat your husband with respect. Your children are picking it up. You know, I read something yesterday. I saw a, a news. It says that, you know, you, this lady was writing a book about vulnerability. Wow, very good, very interesting. And she's writing from a lady's point of view. And, and then this man asked the lady this question. You know why we men are afraid to be a vulnerable? You know why? I'll tell you why. Because our children and our wives will make fun of it. And <laughs> I saw that, whoo, that is messy. That's why we men do not like to be vulnerable. Hello, are you still awake here? Amen. You know, and then they, they, that, 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 that lady started doing a, a, a research. The one that is able to deal with the, the husband's vulnerability, godly okay, in a way that is pleasing, will have a strong man. A man who is in touch with his feelings. And he doesn't need to flop because he's secure in his relationship. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You see, the ability to connect and bond with other people And develop a healthy, secure attachment Is the starting point of building healthy relationships It is important to build this skill as early as possible And continue to hone them within the context of your relationships How you do life with each other's matters How you treat each other's matters You got to put boundaries in your family You got you to understand, Amen. each other is very important you know, at different seasons, you have more control. But as they grow older, they are free to make their choices. Amen. Are you with me here today? Amen. And, and we got to be very careful that we are conniving people. Amen. That, that, that as, as, as truly love is such a beautiful thing. Come on, everybody say amen. Love is such a beautiful thing, but we can twist love. And make us... The object of worship. Wow. Everybody say amen. So i like to begin to define what is a toxic relationship. Are you with me? First thing... If someone is, what is a toxic relationship? If someone is getting in the way of you becoming the person God created you to be, or frustrating the work God has called you to do, for you, that person is toxic. Amen. Let's read this scripture. Matthew chapter 16, verse 22 to 23. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. But he turned to say to Peter, get behind me, Satan. I mean, just imagine. (laughs) You know, uh, Calvin, you're trying to encourage me to do certain things and I I say this, get behind me, Satan. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) You are an offense to me for you are not mindful. Underline the word, you are not mindful of the things of God. the things of man. Wow. It is not selfish for you to want to be who God created you to be. And it's not selfish for you to do what God created you to do. So it's important to learn how to be able to look out for toxic people. That means That may mean a few things. Cutting them out of your life when possibly severely limiting your exposure to them when there's no better solution. You walk away. Amen. And one of the cleverest attacks against God's church today centres around our guilt and dealing with toxic people. Satan knows that he can't stop God's people from loving and caring because God's Spirit makes us love and care. But what he can do, however, is urge us to pour most of our God-breathed love, intention, goodwill on people who actually resent it or who will never respond to grace. Satan can't stop God's clear water from flowing through us, but he can tempt us to pour it straight into the gutter, quenching the thirst of no one and creating no fruit, this trap, this trap, needs to be exposed. God's people need to be set free. Oh, I like this quote by a 7th century monk. A single wolf helped by a demon can trouble an entire flock. Or the modern translation, one toxic person can all but empty a solid mid-sized church if he or she isn't called out on it. You see, let me say this again. I've seen it over and over again. Toxic people ruin family gatherings. They assault friendships. They can run business into the ground. Amen. You know, like what I say, I like this stand in M1. You know, they put it down there and say, please treat our staff with respect. Otherwise, we have the obligation that we have the right not to serve you. Can I say this in tabernacle? Joy? Please treat our leaders with respect. Especially your care group leaders. In my house... Rebuke not an elder. That's what I was taught. Hello? Once you rebuild, you're out of place. I mean, there's a proper way to express yourself. Respectfully, respecting your elders. Amen. Come on, everybody. You're getting quiet on me. You know, I was rude to my parents until I realized that I my children become rude to me. <laughs> Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. Last time I, I, I used to raise my family my voice to try to, you know, to control the situation. And then I did I I I I I don't think I repented until I became a parent. <laughs> Then I have kids, then I realize, my goodness, <laughs> this is what I did to my own parents. Amen. I, I, I did tell my mom, you know, that day, I say, Mama, I'm very sorry. <laughs> you know, I caused you a lot of heartache when I was in younger days because now I'm feeling it. Well, let me tell you, young people, it will always come back around to you. <laughs> you think that you can escape from it, but it always comes back to you. Amen. And then when you feel the pain, then... You repent. Everybody say praise God. So today, I want to talk to you. I need to resolve today that toxic people won't take you down or even distract you. Your mission matters too much for that. Okay? Some of you are looking at me. Okay, you know what? Uh, Can we have biblical examples? Yes, I will give you biblical. Let's talk about the life of Jesus Christ. You know, when I read the scriptures, you know, Jesus deliberately parted ways for other people. Sometimes he spoke a hard truth after which the other person walked away and other times the people had been touched and begged Jesus to stay but he had other places to go and left them. Overall, I've counted 41 such instances for all the gospel. Amen. There are times when when he didn't even bargain. He looked at the rich young ruler. He said this. He didn't even lower the standard. You sell everything and then you follow me. And then the guy walked by, I think his disciples thinking, my goodness, this guy is rich. Why must you start with sell everything? Why didn't you start with 50%? Mm -hmm. You know, I realized one thing. When Jesus says something, he don't take back one. He he don't fluff with you one. He, He just say this. Hey, take it or leave it. Here's the truth. Take it or leave it. And sometimes we think that we got to package it in such a way. (laughs) Sometimes I just want to know. I'd rather know it now than later so that I won't waste my time. You know what? Listen, if somebody, right, if having a hard time with UTB, listen, then maybe he's not hungry enough. Amen. Are you with me? Come on, wave your hand at me. You know when when somebody who is hungry, he don't care whether it's you know uh, 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 good food or not. He just whack. Amen. And 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 I'm so guilty of it. Sometimes, you know, I, I may push my children to have that kind of hunger that I wish I have them. And then we try to lower the standard so that we want them to come in. Like, like what brother Megan told me, you know, last time the, the older people, right, try to keep people to stay in church. You know what? They give them ministry. But then at the end, you give them power. And then after that, what happened? They tear the church apart. Why are we rewarding bad behavior? Are are you with me here? You know what? God knows how to deal with people and there are some people that, you know what? The Bible says they are scoffers. Whatever you say, also no use one. Amen. Come on. Are you all with me here? Come on. Wave your hand at me. Amen. And then, you know, some of these references refer to the same encounter but some still list more than two dozen examples. You see, the point is that Jesus didn't let the needs, pleas, attacks of unresponsiveness of others distract him from the mission given to him by his heavenly Father. Amen. He's there to do his work. I'm focused. I'm not trying to be mean here. You know, first of all, if I'm going to get a right from Brother Shenker, Shank, where are you going? If you say, Tiong Baru, then I'm not going to go with you because I stay. I don't want to get so invested. I mean, you know what? And then some of us right, want to manipulate the situation. Hopefully, oh, I can get him to turn in the wrong turn to CTE. <laughs> then go to the CTE, then go all the way uh, to Amokio, <laughs> Popieni. Then after Amokio, then after to go SLE. And then Ulan we'll Avenue, Child Law. Oh. oh, sorry, I'm Sorry, I don't know that. <laughs> hey. Well, that's what we do with relationships. You know that person wow. Very good. And you get yourself so invested Jesus walk away Sometimes the best thing to do Is just walk away We are not going to the same direction You are not going the same direction Don't manipulate anything that's controlling And manipulative It's not of Christ on, You are not walking in truth You know that person The <laughs> one to go to Who lets you tell you I'm going to Umbaru and then on the way, you manipulate him and this, then you know what he will like? He will feel like, I feel manipulated. This, you won't say that. You are so kind. But in his head, he's thinking, well, loud. like that also okay, nah. <laughs> what? Well, uh, tell me to move this way and that way. And then now, uh, who loves that? But you How did mean, I start from Tiong Ru? Now I end up with Ulan. Then the next time, the next time, listen. Uh, Brother Shang. Can I hop a leaf from you? we got to be very careful here. I don't like people to to twist and turn. You know, I like the truth where we are heading with this. Amen. Come on. I'm, I'm very glad that I married her. I say that I'm going all the way. Family is not my idol as much as I love my family. God is my king. And let me say this again. You know, the scripture goes on to tell us that the greatest commandment, the the Ten Commandments are found in a nutshell in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, right? You know, it talks about it. And out of the Ten Commandments, there are eight no's. Thou shall not. And it takes somebody to say no. Parents, you need to say no. Because if you do not, they will manipulate you. They say, Please, when I make this reference Okay I do not want to think That you are dogs But I have a border collie That has the brain of a two-year-old Yesterday, Alvin was there I asked Alvin to come down I want to address certain issue of my dog Okay, Alvin came I muzzle the dog Because I know what my dog is capable of And Alvin came Right, Alvin Wow, very manipulative eh? He lied down Wow, Like submission eh. You know like submission And then lo and behold When Elvin came closer I got him Pull him This is what I'm addressing Kids are manipulative They can make parents Turn against each other you know what, brother? Will uh, brother Ali say this? Remember this: uh, the greatest gift that you can give to your family is your relationship with each other. Don't let anybody manipulate that relationship. Don't let anybody manipulate that. Everybody say Amen. Come on, everybody say Amen. You see, sometimes to follow in footsteps of Jesus is to walk away from others and to let them walk away from us. You sometimes have to walk away from others and sometimes people will walk away from us. Take for instance, i said this earlier, the rich young ruler. Amen. Jesus did not bargain. Jesus said that it is. You want to follow me? Sell your possessions. Follow me. <laughs> wow. <sighs> you know, baptism in Jesus' name. I don't know how clear can we be. Very good. Very yeah. good. Just I can't, I can't. I can't. Oneness of God, I can't. So you know, sometimes what we do is, oh, maybe I get him to the rock ministry. Maybe I got important. Maybe I get him to these ministries. Maybe I can change his mind. And then you know what? Sometimes I'm guilty of it and I'm not proud of it. I'll say all oh, to my all oh, my care group leaders, sometimes it's not that you do anything wrong. Sometimes you do everything right. That person just did not want to receive truth. Amen. Sometimes it's not about what you've done that is wrong. You just got to accept the fact that some people don't want this. Hello? And then you're not going to be carniving about it. You, 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 you just, okay, thank you. Thank you. Move on. Okay? And then sometimes, please also, this rich young ruler, I'm not saying that he has a toxic personality. But what I'm trying to say is this. When truth is rejected, spend your time to those who will receive it instead of begging close-hearted people to reconsider. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Are are y'all with me here again? You know, sometimes, that time that you spend arguing when you go to somebody that has never experienced about it. And the first time they talk about oneness of God, the first time, let's do it, man. I want to get water baptized. Maybe you can have teach five UTBs or people who are hungry. Then wrestle and argue when the Mason's mind is all made up. We got to be careful. Brother Lee King said this. In the last days, he believed this. He told me this. Tim, I want you to be very careful. In the last days, God will send decals to the church to wear the saints out. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, then on another occasion, after giving a difficult teaching about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, Jesus lost a lot of previously enthusiastic followers. Let's read in John chapter 6, verse 66 to 67. Let's turn there real quickly. From this time, many of the disciples... I want you to notice this. Many of what? His what? These were not believers. Many of His what? Disciples, let's turn to John. Hey, John chapter 6, verse 66 to 67. I think it's in there. Okay, John chapter 6, verse 66 to 67. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the child. Amen. Notice this same pattern. Not just one, but many walk away. And these are not just casual believers. They are called disciples. Instead of Him chasing them down, listen very carefully, begging them not to misunderstand Him. And please come back. Jesus turned to the reliable people, to the child and say, so what about you? You know what? it bothers me quite a bit that when your brothers and sisters can give once a week, teach a Bible study, then at the end of the day, the person don't see it, you attack the one that sacrificed to teach the Bible study. It bothers me. Why are you touching somebody who is your brother? Who has lived for truth. Who has laboured together to see the work of God being established in the kingdom. I cannot take it. I cannot take it that you gang up with somebody who does not love truth and go against your own blood. That is wrong. Amen. Come on. What we have here today, look at your neighbor on the left and right. You say, it's precious. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Again, notice that the confidence that gives authority to his message. Jesus never appears desperate, manipulative, or controlling as if when people didn't agree with him, his feelings would be hurt. He is mission-focused and other-centered to his deepest core. Jesus also demonstrated the need of sometimes verbally... Walking away with a toxic person like Herod. Let's turn to Luke chapter 23, verse 9. Herod plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. Jesus adopted the same approach with Pilate and the religious leader. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, do you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply. Not even a single charge to the great amazement of the governor. So here's the bottom line. We do not have to argue. Because sometimes you argue, the more messy it becomes. They quote you out of context. You lose your temper. No boring lah. Amen. I say again, no point. Everybody say praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbour and say, we don't have to argue. <laughs> when a toxic person is attacking you, you don't have to participate, especially when you know that you will make, it won't make any difference. Spend those few moments worshipping and relating to your heavenly Father rather than contending with hateful assault. And you got to be very careful here. Listen very carefully. You know, one thing that's so powerful about Jesus, He walked to the lepers and then He can touch them without being infected with leprosy. When you minister to people, you got to pray a hedge of covering over you. Because you know what? That person can spill out things into your spirit and you have to be careful to allow that things to stay within you. Amen. And that, that greater is He that is upon me. That's why, you know, we are told to pray, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. That's why we are told to pray. You know what? I don't want to be a contagious, <laughs> you know, naysayer. Amen. I got to be very careful. And, and, and there are times when, when, when I have to address it. I have to say, God, you know, just because this person did evil doesn't mean that I have to be evil. Doesn't mean that I have to fight evil with evil. Amen. We are so tempted when you know that you are right. Oh Lord, help us. You see, Jesus knew Judas was going to betray him. He spoke about it in advance and yet he allowed Judas to walk out of the room. He didn't chase him. He didn't waste time trying to change Judas mind instead he spent every last minute he had investing on his faithful reliable disciples in prayer right up until the moment he was arrested. Let me say one thing that I've learned in life. Life is too short. Three principles of discipleship making. Number 1. Principle of selection. You select who you're going to influence. You select. You cannot influence everybody, but you select them because my life is short. And number two, the principle of association. I associate with them. And number three, the principle of instruction. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. I have a mission. I don't want to spend, I was talking to Brother Stan Harvey, superintendent of Australia. I say this, bro, I love you much. You got to be careful that you spend your last few moments, your prime in your ministry, fighting battles that, <laughs> that won't amount to a bunch of what, uh, hillbillies or something like that. Some, uh, whatever it is. Uh. Uh, you know what? Life is too short that, you know, I don't want to allow people just to take away my time from my children. Hello? those people that have invested in the same direction that were... Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you set up a clique. I'm saying that maybe that you can be released and, and have the same people with the same goal to make disciples. Amen. That you want to unify with people. Not everybody wants the, the job. Amen. What would Jesus do? The answer is he won't chase them down. Then here's another one. This bunch of people rather choose pork chops over salvation. You know, one of the most painful passages for me to read in the scripture occurs after Jesus demonstrated his powers to a city by sending an entire herd of pigs stumbling over a cliff. Having been visited by Jesus, these farmers were among the most blessed people in the history of the world by getting to hear God speak in flesh. When Jesus got in the way of their pig farming, though the loss of their business blinded them, the glory of the person standing in front of them, in a crude sense, this town rather choose pork chops over salvation. Matthew chapter 8, verse 34. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave their region. Can you imagine the whole town chasing Jesus off, God manifested in flesh? I mean, I will give my one year salary just to sit one hour with him to talk to him. This is God manifested in flesh, did a miraculous. Uh, hey, don't come, uh, please, don't come, uh, don't come to Ulanza. Uh. Wow. And yet, Jesus did not argue. We were told, Matthew chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. You know what? I realised one thing. Be very careful that Jesus will walk away from you. And so many times he's prompted you. And you don't hear the voice of God anymore. You hear the voice of me. So many times he's trying to reach out to you. He will not contend with you forever. In fact, he will send a strong delusion. That's what the scripture says. That's right. We have to be very careful. You see, sometimes we also have this messianic complex in many of us. We think that we are, if, we will, we, if we will be more intelligent, if we, if we will be more prayerful, if we will fast more, that the message, the story will change. It didn't happen for Jesus. Why can't we accept the fact that some people do not want truth? Are you with me? In fact, what did the scripture say? Listen very carefully to what Jesus said. He says, wide is that road that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way. Do I want people to make it? Of course I do. But then at the end of the day, I have to respect their decision because God has given us a freedom of choice. Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. It is okay. Everybody look at your neighbour on your left, say, it is okay. When people resist the truth and it is okay to let them walk away. Maybe it's not their time yet. Everybody say, Amen. When I say walk away, I did not mean that you don't love them. I think that you have to be very careful how you want to invest your time with them. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. And then, it took a while for Jesus' followers to get this. They often remain more fascinated with the people respond than Jesus' truth. For example, when Jesus challenged the way of the Pharisees, uh, they put human traditions over the commandments of God, and the disciple warned him. Okay, here's Matthew chapter fifteen, verse twelve. Okay, Jesus wasn't politically correct. Huh? So here we go. Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this, hey, Pastor? Do you know that they were offended? <laughs> Listen to what Jesus' response is. Matthew chapter 15 verse 13 to 14. Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled out by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. Wow. Leave them. Amen. You don't always have to stay and argue with unreasonable people who are offended by truth. Turn away. So, If you can imagine turning someone away or letting someone walk away, even in the relationship has become toxic. Your Lord and Saviour doesn't have that problem to walk away from people. Matthew chapter 7 verse 22 to 23. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evil doers. Jesus has sent those people away. He spoke the truth and respected people's choice. Amen. You see, let me say this. I want you to take note. Controlling others is a primary sign of toxicity, not a method of ministry. Jesus never cheapened the beauty of what he was saying by appearing desperate. Amen. In fact, he pretty much took the opposite approach that this is why true. Take it or leave it. That's the confidence that the early church had when they were building the church. Take it or leave it. And then also, we, we got to be careful. This is also a very important thing that I, I need to say to you, especially for maybe parents, you know, uh, be careful who is going to be the Lord of your life. Amen. Jesus didn't just walk away from toxic people. He was also willing to walk away for purposes of ministry, effectiveness and strategy. He never allowed the desire of others to detect who he spent his time with. After a powerful time in ministry, Jesus became a rock star of sorts and hordes of people wanted to uh, uh, spend time with him. Jesus had gotten up early in the morning to pray but the disciples furiously tracked him down and say, everyone is looking for you. But Let's turn to Mark chapter 1 verse 38. Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. Focus. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. When, when people most wanted him to stay, Jesus often left. Matthew chapter 8 verse 18. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Jesus wasn't moved by either standing ovations or mocking ridicule. He was truly the Lord of his life. He did not let anybody tell him or control him. He took charge. Amen. Let me say this again. Where you are at today is a matter of your choice. Who you are today, the mess or the goodness of God is result of the very fact, what did you choose? (laughs) Amen. Come on, everybody say, praise the Lord. Neither should we allow. Okay, listen. There are some people that are struggling, I understand. They are grieving, I understand. But, but again, there are some people that you have to be careful that, that, that neither should we allow the neediness of others or the toxicity of others to determine where, when and how we should spend our time. Neediness can be a subtle form of toxicity. Amen. Our spiritual radar goes way up when someone forcefully attacks us. But what about... Passive-aggressive neediness can slip in unaware and steal our attention even more effectively than full frontal assault. If someone is trying to control you, that itself is toxic. Hello? I mean, I'm I'm saying this, listen. At the end of the day, it's very complicated. Life is messy. Hello? Come on, everybody say amen. Amen. I mean, if you are single, praise God, you only have to control yourself. But as a family member, you know, you think about it. You know, you, uh, 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 Sam, your kids are still young, but once they have their own wheels, it's a whole new world. Then you realize one thing, eh? Being a youth leader is not the reality. Amen, amen. Brother Kelvin, say amen you know, we, they got wheels. You're navigating all these wheels and, and sometimes they have a good way of making you feel lousy. But then I realized, well, Mom, I may not be perfect, but I'm trying and I'm striving. My children will, will tell you that I'm striving to be the best father that I know. I'm still trying. I'm still trying because I want to be blameless at the end of the day. Dad will continue to try but not at the expense of giving in to whatever they want. Righteousness reveal, Preview. Amen. 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 In a situation where there's in-laws, you know, and, 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 and they are trying to, you know, families are messy. You're not only just marrying that person, and you're marrying their in-laws. And sometimes their in-laws become outlaws. <laughs> Hello. I mean, some, uh, you guys better wake up, leh. My goodness, you better wake up. Les. Some people just look at you. I do, I do. They look in their eyes. The train is coming. Amen. I, 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 I sat down. I said, hmm, okay. Uh, let's see what's coming. And you better know what you're looking for in a relationship. You got to understand their culture, their philosophy, whether they are honest or not. Amen. Whether they can speak the truth or not. If they can make you play games and twist their story here and there, ayo, that means they can twist you around la, next time. How they treat their parents. They will also treat your parents that way. La. You got to be careful. Amen. And I always tell people, don't get invested so quickly. Because once you get invested so quickly, guess what happened? It is hard to come out. Somebody will be hurt. Amen. Come on. Everybody say praise the Lord. You see, I have to tell myself, controlling someone is also wrong. Controlling my children is also wrong. Amen. I mean, okay, I'm not talking about Maddie's age. Okay. I say, hey, Pastor C, I cannot control. No, no, no. Maddie needs guidance. Amen. Okay? Don't don't take it to 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 you know at the I've i I've, I've said this again to my children. If you treat, if you if you want your you know, children, listen, I always tell the kids this. You think your father also don't want freedom? Your father wants freedom to know that she doesn't need to worry whether you do your homework or not. Your father also don't want the freedom to go inside the computer and see you on the computer with the wrong person. Hello? The father also want the freedom to make sure you sleep. Talking about sleeping eh. Something that we will do naturally la. I have to open the door to check whether my children sleep or not. Oh lama. I mean, oh god, Lord, what a different world. I have to open. Hey, you're sleeping or not? You know why? You know? If you don't sleep, tomorrow I fight with a monster. I don't want to go to church. Don't force me. I feel like saying, don't force me the whole night I'm praying for you in the room. Then you say, sleep, internet break down in Jesus' name. No internet. Allah now work up. Ayah. Then you bring them to church. It's like, I don't feel God. Yeah, because you never sleep. Amen. That's why we gotta have boundaries. Amen. Not because we want to make you feel lousy about you. And let me say this: Liberty is supposed to be earned. Amen. I say again. This one dog training. It say don't give your dog too much liberty because he will climb over your head and bite you. Huh? Really yeah. Uh, then my wife would say, hey don't wanna. come on, come, come, come until you bite my face, uh. <laughs> oh, not her face. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, I, I I think it's so important that we understand human nature. You know, it's, uh, but but at the same time we want to create a healthy environment that they learn how to set their own boundaries, that they grow in it, they learn how to put make budgets that they can Earn from it. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you with me? You know, it's good to have boundaries because that's how we live productively, efficiently, effectively, and engaging with people around us. Okay. Everybody say praise the Lord. Is this okay? Okay, let's talk about this for a moment. You know, again, you know, uh, we have to be careful who takes away a lot of our time. You know, one thing that I appreciate right now. I value time more than money now. I really do. I wish some of this teaching that I had when I was your age so that you don't make the same mistakes that I did. Now I'm 52 years old. I know I look like 25, but I'm 52. (laughs) You know, I wish somebody that, not some sense to me. eh. I wish my father were to cane me more. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh. I wish. Uh. You know, I wish my mother would pull my ear. Be, uh. My son. Don't use the phone so long. Hello? Last time, we don't have wireless one. Last time, our cord, uh, the wire can drink all the way to the room one. <laughs> uh, I know you all don't understand, but our room, then my mother will pick up the phone. Ha I need done? Ah. Bang They are my mother. You. But my mom wants me to sleep early so that I can pay attention and not sleep in class. Yes. Amen. Oh. Listen guys, I implore you. <laughs> I beseech you, brethren. <laughs> By the sure mercies of the Lord, present yourself as living sacrifice. Amen. Because you do not want to learn. You know what? There's a better way than learning from your experience. eh? Trust me. They never tell you, oh, you can learn from your experience, but you have to deal with your regrets first. And after that, when you deal with your regrets, right, you can feel condemned, eh? And then I have to funnel. Wow, i I know good. I know good. I know good. I no make all these choices. All these people running all the way there. Already, i still fighting this thing. I'm still in the past And my brain is not as sharp as what it should be today And I'm I I I implore you, brothers. I beseech you, tolong present yourself as living because the best way to live for God. Amen. And and again, you know what? Trust me, the Bible is always right. (laughs) Everybody say praise God. You know, again, Jesus didn't just model the mastery of his calendar, he also specifically taught his disciples to do likewise. Matthew chapter 10, verse 14, and Matthew chapter 10, verse 23. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town. Shake the dust off your feet. Matthew chapter 10 verse 23 When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Amen. Jesus didn't tell that his disciples to stay there and let them hit you because they may be may, 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 may finally come to their senses. No, he says leave. If you are in a situation that is a bad situation, leave. If you are in a workplace that is a bad situation, leave. Don't let somebody abuse you. Don't let somebody rob the many years of training as a, as, as a good student and you just go take this job and somebody <laughs> every day smack your face until you start to question, who am I? Am I really that smart? Did I graduate? Huh? I don't know, leh. And, 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 and they are just so beaten up, robbed, no vitality. When you go to your work, be careful of these signs. I'm saying this again, I want you to listen that when you go, you cry to go to work. You're in depression eh. <laughs> I mean, I, you got to be very careful that is robbing you from your sanity. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on, everybody say amen. And, and, and for added balance, sometimes Jesus walked away not to accomplish more ministry. You know what He did? He walked away to recharge. Amen. Luke chapter 5 verse 15 and 16. Yet the news about Him spread all the more so that the crowds of people came to hear Him, to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Amen. That's what happened to me. God knows that I needed one week to extend my stay in Manila. And I love studying New Testament. You know what I realised? When I studied New Testament, I never saw it this way before. I thought that we all got problems. what Galatia, the church in Galatia, a lot of problems. The church in Corinthian, whoa, lucky a lot of problems. You know what I realised? Life is a mess without Jesus. (laughs) Amen. And there are times that we need to walk away and just to say, I need time. Yes. Amen. I just need some time. Time to study. Time to regroup. Time to refresh. Time to get your bearings again. <laughs> time to fall in love with Jesus again and fall in love with each other again. Amen. Are, are you with me? Time alone. Amen. Uh, you are not being stingy. There's a story it was told. There's a competition. Two persons supposed to be the, the, the fastest X-Men, okay? They challenged who is the fastest X-Men. This young guy, muscular, oh, showing his side. Wow. You know, very muscular. And, 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 and he was, you know, competing with an old man. Eh? With a belly. Like. <laughs> and he just walked and, and, and they were competing who can cut down the most trees. The guy never stopped. Eh? Oh, oh, oh. The guy always take break, one. Every time take break, eh. and then guess who won? The guy with the older guy with the pot belly won. Eh. And then this young man was so upset. Eh. Say how come? Ah? You can win. Eh. A younger, stronger, but not wiser. La. <laughs> the old man said, "Wow, you were so busy, you forgot to sharpen your axe. When I was taking a break, I was just sharpening my axe. Sometimes we need to get away." And get a good book. uh, Talk about parenting. Get new strategies to win your children back to the Lord. That's what I've been doing. You know, sometimes in my role, I I don't, sometimes I don't, sometimes I realise that my personal role as a father is more important than anything else. I want to be a better father. I want want to know science. I I go real colours for what? Not to paint myself real colours so that I can communicate with them. So that I can understand them. Because once you understand, listen very carefully. Once you know your child's motivation, you can teach them and lead them. Listen. Find out their fears. Find out what is causing their behaviours. But it takes somebody who is secure enough to talk about that. Because let me say this. A lot of parents are insecure because they think that they burn a bad job. It's not about doing a good or bad job. It's about... Connecting with your children. Hello? I, I I you know what I love them, I'm not perfect, but I'm willing to acknowledge and try again. My ministry is to my 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 first small group is the lee small group. <laughs> Someone asked me, Pastor, what is your care group? The Lee family. We sit on the table, we eat, we do fun things together. We impart, I'm a living epistles before their very eyes. Amen. I do lie because let me tell you one thing. I wish you'd be so simple as a pastor, as a Christian, that we just teach our children and they behave. They pick up whatever programming from the very day when they were born. The programming begins on a daily basis. I can't preach to my children. Don't say amen. I can't. But I can be a living epistles right before their eyes. And that's where the programming starts. You, trust me, you go tell Bethany, uh, I want to preach to you. Maybe Bethany will listen. Huh? Uh, but, but maybe uh, uh, Lauren go like, oh, here we go again. Daddy preaching again. Oh Lord, help me. There are times where I heard someone say this, dad, okay, my friend, very funny, say, dad, I hear you every Sunday enough already. I don't need to hear Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday you preach. Everybody say amen. I wish I can teach them a Bible study. I wish. But but the best example that you can ever give them is a living testimony of a life that truly honours God, that provides them meal, that care for them. They can hear the cries of your prayer. They can see you taking responsibility for your action and saying sorry, forgiving them, believing in them, praying for them. Come on, everybody say amen. What's the point of the knowledge but it's not translated into your relationship with them? Everybody say praise God. We should, uh, okay, back to when to walk away. You know, again, it is very important that husbands and wives, sometimes you husband need to get out and just spend time alone because how can you minister to your wives if you are running on empty? Amen. Sometimes I just need to get away. I I, I don't have the luxury. <sighs> I don't have the luxury sometimes to go for a long break. But you know what it works on me? I tell my wife I take the dog out for a walk. And when I walk, I meditate. What can I do? Different Lord, I need you. Every day. That's why I love to walk my dog. Because I meditate, Lord, help me be better. I take full responsibility of where my family is at right now. Help me, God. Help me. Help me, Father. Help me that I may not cause pain. Oh, bless me, oh Father, that I may do your will. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territories. Now, already enlarging. God, now, grandchildren. <laughs> Enlarge my territories. Amen. I pray for their generations after that. I pray for their generation after their generation. Enlarge my territory. Amen. Enlarge. Enlarge my territory also can mean this. Lord, provide them good husbands and wives. Amen. Enlarge my territory, Lord, that they will be God fearing, that they will listen to your voice, they will know you. Amen. And also another thing that is very important, and I'm going to close with this last one, is mistreatment. As far as allowing himself to be mistreated, though Jesus came to die the death of a martyr, he didn't allow consistent and persistent abuse to continue throughout his life. He let himself be tortured and crucified once, but there were many occasions before when uh, before that, when he slipped away from those who wanted to hurt him. Here are just three examples in the Gospel of John. You know, chapter 8 verse 59. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. And John chapter 10 verse 39 to 40. Again, they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptising in the early days. And then John, chapter 11, verse 53 to 54. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. Then here's one from Matthew, Matthew chapter 12, verse 14 and 15. But the Pharisees went out plotted how they might kill Jesus. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew withdrew from that place. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, sometimes, you know, your persecution may not be a physical snowing, but an emotional shaming, slander, manipulating. Amen. But let me say this again. Jesus once entered a ruler's house to heal a dead girl. Notice how the people responded when... That happens. They laugh at him. Matthew chapter 9, verse 24, 25. They laugh at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand and she got up. Jesus did not argue with the crowd. He also didn't just stand there and take it. He had the crowd put outside. And he did his work. Sometimes you just got to say, enough. Enough of hitting or shaming my children. Enough. Enough. Push them aside. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You see, again, this is something that I, I want to close with this. Don't think that letting yourself be abused is always the holy choice. <laughs> Amen. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 3 tells us the prudent sees danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Amen. If you don't, you may pay a penalty, but not because of your obedience. Rather, your pain will be causing caused by you being simple. Meaning that you did not have a backbone. Amen. Enough is enough you got to be very careful. Everybody say amen. amen. You know, I'm very aware. I've been counselling some of you. Some of you, you have toxic environments in your working place. I feel for you. But I cannot tell you to throw letter. <laughs> you have to do it yourself sometimes. And just believe that sometimes, right? Okay, you do your sums. Okay, I'm not saying that you do it immediately. You do your psalms. You come back, we pray. Amen. But there are sometimes, I see some people, they lose the vitality of this thing called life. They are just dying in the workplace. They are just sap of energy because the boss is controlling. And one of the ways that you know is that the boss don't know time one. Can call you anytime. Charles, don't, don't raise your hand. Uh, uh, you know... They can call you, you know. Charles, I know you're thinking of me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lord, help me. Hey, Amen. Okay. Charles, you okay? Huh? Amen. <laughs> hey, but you got to be careful when the phone call calls and you just lose who you are. There's a th- sometimes, right, necessary endings need to happen before a new season will come into your life. Amen. Amen. I'm not trying to say you'd be reckless about this. Sometimes you just say enough is enough. I will refuse to, for you to belittle me. Jesus did not say that you go on there and let the person beat all the time. You flee. Amen. In fact, we did not take Jesus' life. He gave it. He did not lose his choice. He chose to give his life for us. If anybody takes away your choice, that relationship is dangerous. You know, there are times when me and my wife will talk and I have to tell her very honestly and she had to tell me very honestly, I feel like I'm false and I don't feel liberty. It's a horrible feeling. If this carry on, that relationship will hurt. Trust me. I want because nobody likes to marry a loser. Come on, everybody say Amen. At the end of the day, relationship should work out her gift things and my gift things we put together. And if we cannot sort it out, never mind. I can agree to disagree. Amen. I'm not saying that every time you're going to agree. Amen. She says that, you know, she will tell me that this is a better food, more healthier. I disagree. I still think chicken rice got cucumber. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, oh, I'm delusional anyway. I'm just trying to make your fun. But, but here's the point. We can agree but yet respect the boundaries of that relationship. Are, are you with me? It takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of people's skill. It takes a lot of security within you that you will not let your insecurity pop out saying that, oh, some, I, I realize that sometimes right when I talk to people, then they say, oh, pastor, what? Like scolding I say, huh, like that also can scold huh? You want to know scolding, you ask Jabez. Best. Best will tell you what scolding looks like. You know, but, but I was just saying, huh? Like, you know, because of their past, that, that, that there is pain there, that every correction is looked at as if it is rejection. Rather, it is approval that I love you. You don't make the mistake. And therefore, we have to be in touch with our insecurities. Are you in touch with your insecurities? You know, I realize that sometimes people talk a lot, uh, hiding. (laughs) Amen. That's me. I'm talking about me. Sometimes I quickly (laughs) infiltrate the guy with so much information. Say, don't ask me about me. I just put a smoke bomb. Don't ask me. I don't want you to ask me about me. And I realize that I'm lonely. Why? Number one, I did not allow people in my life. You choose who you want in your life. You choose how intimate you want to get with somebody. And yet, at the same time, there's a price to pay. A price of vulnerability. A price that some people are afraid to take because what if they know my true self? Would I still be accepted? You know, everybody say amen. You know, I'm not giving your... A solution here, but I'm I'm helping you understand. Sometimes, okay, I'm close with this thought. Sometimes it's not about a toxic relationship. Sometimes that relationship did not have boundaries. That you need to drop that relationship and heal for a while. I'm not saying that person is toxic. I'm saying that you cross your boundaries. And you hurt each other big time. That you become too familiar with each other, that that that, that when, when you see each other you can laugh because he, he, you you cannot take him seriously. And you gotta bring it back to that balance again. I'm not saying that. And and there are some people that 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 their relationship is like hand and glove. Like. And my prayer, you find that relationship that will propel you to the kingdom of God. That 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 some 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 of uh, some of the, the, the young people say, Pastor, I don't have a friend. I look at them and say, me too. <laughs> it takes a while to find that you don't need a lot of friends. Come on, everybody say amen. Come on, everybody. Don't, don't, don't try to be, oh, I, I want to be everybody's friend. You know what? Everybody's friend doesn't mean that you are, you're going to have more. Remember this, more relationship means what? Messy. You got to be very careful. And then you also got to be careful about this thing called clicks leh. Let me me tell you something about relationship that I know that is healthy. Okay? Okay? It needs to be life-giving. I know that the relationship is depleting me of my life. And when it's life-giving, you want to build another community out of this. Because it's life-giving. Amen. Are you with me? You know, the challenge is Lord, help me navigate this thing called life. Give me the grace to let go. But let go doesn't mean you don't care. It's just meaning that I may have to step out of this relationship for a while, for a season. To regroup, to refresh, to let God help me. Okay? Everybody say Amen. And, 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 and next week, okay, I don't have time. I only half of my notes only. Oh, you all want to stay longer so can lah. I've been never preached for one month, you know. <laughs> We're going to, we, we, we to give you practical insights on how to disagree, but yet without feeling rejection and stuff like that, okay? Everybody say amen. Because I want you all to win in relationship, I want you to grow. And trust me, I didn't know this, I didn't know how toxic that I can be. And it's a dangerous place to be if you are especially somebody who has authority. You know, after meeting a lot of pastors that have been abused in Philippines, the kind of control, the kind of manipulation that's taking place, my heart grieves. Why don't we all stand? Amen. Again, I want you to look at somebody on your left and the right say, I appreciate you. Amen. Amen. I appreciate everybody here today. I I, I think I have the best church ever. Amen. I I want us to lift our hands. Let's pray, Father. God, I thank you for the gift of relationships. Come on, let's thank God for it. God, to love, to show compassion for one another. But God, we come before you. God, we also recognize We are a fallen group of people. Lord, help us. Come on, just leave your hands. Lord, help us. God, I don't want to cause pain to my brothers, to my sister, to those people that I care so dearly about, God. I don't want to cause pain to my wife, my family. Come on, just leave your hands right now all over this place. But God, that we put the right healthy boundaries over our home. Lord, I speak divine order right now as we pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, some of us are grandparents and some of us, God, are parents. God, help us find that right balance. Lord, we recognize, God, that it's not easy. That's why we come before your presence. Help us. Help us, Lord, be the sword and the light of this earth. Lord, we call upon you, Jesus, right now. Lord, that we may lay the foundation right for all of us, Lord. Lord, to have that balance, God, that, that, that life that you wish for us to lead, Father, right now. Not my will, but your will be done. Come on just lay your hands on each other let's pray amen let's bless each other father i pray right now amen i pray right now in the name of jesus that our place will be a place that's going to be life-giving hallelujah god it will be Redemptive in nature. Lord, He will encourage God, others God. But God, at the same time, no control, but a freedom of choice that everyone will choose. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that we will continue to grow in love. Lord, that we will continue to grow. Lord, love is seeking what's best for each other. And Lord, that sometimes, God, we need to say no. Lord, that we would need to say no in love. Unite our hearts today. Lord, unite us today. Lord, I pray, God, for all those, God, UTB teachers that may be feeling, God. Lord, discouraged. Lord, I pray you touch them. I pray, God, right now, Jesus, that we will accept, Lord, people's choices and would not allow it, oh God, to erode us, Father, right now. In the name of Jesus, God. Lord, again, God, I pray, God, help us, Lord. Help us, God. Lord, help us not control each other and manipulate each other in such a way. <laughs> Lord, help us. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, God, that Lord, that everyone will continue to grow, that we will become patient with one another, that we become long suffering to one another, Father. In the name of Jesus, God, may the hands of the Lord be upon us. In the name of Jesus, God, we give you, God, what we let go right now in the name of Jesus, control. We let go control. Come on, can we just let them? Lord we let them control God right now, God. Any manipulative ways, God, we let it go. In the name of Jesus, God, watch over your people. Hallelujah, Jesus name in Jesus name. Bless my brother, bless my sister. Bless them, oh God, Har. Oh, Raka-san-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. He is worthy. He is worthy to be praised. Not only He's worthy to be praised, but He is worthy of our obedience. Father, we give you honor, we give you praise. God, I pray for His and protection around and about your people. Protect us, God. Lord, over God, any kind of attack, God, as we go about doing the Father's work. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. Look at somebody besides your neighbour, maybe on the top part, say, I believe in you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.